Welcome to the Foul Life with Chad Belding, a special two-part episode from the Golden State of California, where Chad is surrounded by an all-star team. Cody Stanham, Dan Hendo Anderson, Jason Nash, Brian Kelvington. We got Team Federal Black Cloud here. What a great camp. On part two of the Foul Life California doubleheader, Chad and the guys are covered up with speckle belly geese. There were birds literally, like you were saying, you could reach out and touch the birds. I've had a lot of goose hunts, but only a few great ones, and this is as high a volume as I've seen wave after wave. Now, let's begin part two of this special edition of Benelli's The Foul Life episode with Chad Belding and special guests Dan Hendo Henderson, the MMA legend, Cody Stamen with the UFC, plus Jason Nash and Brian Kelvington with Federal Premium Ammunition. We're back, Foul Life Podcast. Thank you all for being here. Part two. We started this little conversation down here in California, the Butte Sink area, Chico, California, with Jason Nash, VP of Marketing for Ammunition, which includes Federal Premium Black Cloud and other brands. Your favorite Black Cloud. Like, is that a question? No, it's a statement. Oh, your favorite Black Cloud. I thought you were going to ask me for my favorite, like, load to shoot. I I probably shot them today. I like three-inch threes for ducks, three-inch twos all around. And if I'm really getting after big Canada's and targeting big Canada's like the 11, 12, 13 pounders, BB. Because I'm shooting them no further than 15 to 18 yards, and it just puts them down. They might twitch their legs belly up just like one time. That's one thing we learned is you like to bring them in close and let them work. You don't like me because I don't call the shot. Go ahead. No, and say I, it. I actually like it. It's fun to watch them, and, and I know it yeah, gets like, you footage, and it's exciting. Today was it's neat. It was awesome. That's the voice of Cody Stamen. He's a UFC fighter. He's 135 or 145 pounder. I think he walks around about a buck 80, though. He's got huge biceps and nice calves. Um, he's been flexing all day. It's a, a, it's a funny thing to say to a man. <laughs> Just saying. I'm not afraid to call it. I like Cody. He's with us. Brian Kelvington, director of all things media for ammunition, which includes Federal, Premium, Black Cloud, and other brands. You weren't, uh, you weren't calling the ducks in close enough today, Chad. I mean, they almost reached up and grabbed them right by the neck. Geese? One of the snow geese, yeah. Yeah, they were – God, there were some pretty times. Okay. Wasn't it neat? Like, like you start to feel like, man, this is going to be tough, you know, and we just kept saying, as soon as that sun gets over that line of clouds – and as soon as that sun in the east got over that line of clouds, the next three groups did it like it was their job. If we would have had sun earlier, we would have decoyed every group. Yeah, that was Maybe cool. not the early ones, but that the sun brightness means everything. That big spin, around. though, that is something that if you don't, if you have never experienced before, it and you're a waterfowler or a hunting enthusiast at all, you really should try to find some time to do that because that spin is something very unique. Definitely, I agree. You, I don't agree. Even, you don't even hear your, the guy next to you. I think it was Alex or Bailey next to me calling because the, their geese are calling so loud. It's just like symphony of calls for sure. But it is funny that as a human being, we tell ourselves to keep calling when there's no way they can hear us. There's absolutely no way. It's so loud up where they're at because every one of them are talking. I mean, it's loud. It's really, really loud. And we just sit there and keep, because you feel like you're part of the hunt. You feel like you're, you're conversing with them, you know, but it's, uh, you're exactly right. Those big spins like that. And it just seems like Rocky gets them so consistently out here when the elements are right, just because there's so many opportunities. There's a lot of birds in this part of California. We're going to talk about that after I introduce our last guest. We're going to start with that part of the conversation before we get into some product details in Black Cloud. Our fourth guest, final guest, is Dan Hendo Henderson, MMA legend. I mean, you're not old, <laughs> but you're a legend now. 
You're considered a legend. I'm retired is what I am. He's retired. (laughs) Okay, let's start with that question before we get into the hunt scenario I was just going to give to you guys. But I call bare knuckle fighting, bare knuckle league, whatever it's called, the one that Mendez did when he fought um, Alvarez, $1.5 million guaranteed. Does it get you off the couch? Probably not. 1.5 1.5 million does not, if you're listening out there, Dana White, you can get Hendo <laughs> off the couch for 3 million. Call me. I'll give you my cell number at the bottom of this screen. Okay. We're going to be talking to all these individuals here in a minute, but California, Brian Kellington, you talk first. You've been in a lot of places. You have the reputation of hunting a lot. Oh, <laughs> all over the world. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> now I did that for you. <laughs> um, He's this place has got a bad rap, right? When you start thinking about taxes and and we don't even need to get into politics, but this don't Let's you not, think that? Please. But don't you think as a, as a hunter, this place is God's country. I mean, you, the turkey hunting, the predator hunting, the mule deer hunting, the blacktail hunting, the antelope hunting, sheep, Roosevelt elk, um, and you haven't even got into the bird hunting yet. I mean, besides turkey, but the waterfowl hunting in this state, up and down this entire the coastal area, all the way to the Salton Sea, all the way up to the northwest part of the state in Eureka on the Oregon border. And then all this stuff that you start coming this way with as you get into the rice country on the east side of the mountain ranges. It's unbelievable here with the rice production and how many birds are in this area. Don't you think as a waterfowler, like you could literally walk across pintails in a lot of these rice checks. You got to see it, right? Yeah, it's underrated. You know, regionally, I hunt a lot of Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and those are great duck populations and for waterfowlers. Uh, but I, from this year, it was probably the best hunt I've ever had. Second best hunt I've had in South Dakota. The first one was with you about 10 years ago. But uh, today was uh, was surpassed um, the last time we were here in California. It was amazing. It really was. It Nash, was. this was your – was that your first time being under a snow spin like that, or have you seen that before? I've not seen it to that volume. I mean, that was the best I've seen. I mean, I've had some really good snow goose hunts. Uh, Arkansas was one spot. We just hit it right. Wave after wave came in. But to be under the spin like that, that classic – tornado look no that was fantastic when you're hunting them in arkansas were you in the decoys like that were you in a pit blind how yeah. are you hiding yeah we were in pits you were in pits mm-hmm. it's totally different when you're kind of laying there and that it's you're more of a part of the hunt mm-hmm. um pit hunting's cool but I, the way that they do it here and laying amongst the decoys like that powerful hendo would that get you fired up absolutely no it was it was great we had a good snow hunt last time i was here too which was pretty awesome as well so the same field we hunted yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a couple of years ago. Mendez was here with us. Right. Yeah, that was another good one. Yeah, it was a, a lot of that, though. You know, a lot of the spins. and A lot of the spins. Yeah. About the same volume, but it just kept going. Yeah, and we had a hunt. We had a over the, hit over the century mark that day. Yeah. A lot of century marks hit with Rocky's Cruise. Cody, you hunt in Nevada a lot around Las Vegas. You hunt in Michigan for honkers. Um, was that your first time seeing specks and snows like that? I've seen snows, but to see snows and specks and just the volume of birds that were just directly on top of us today, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, like I was talking with Rocky about it, just the layers, you know, you, there were birds literally, like you were saying, you could reach out and touch the birds. So there's birds six feet away from us. There's another layer 15 yards and then there's 10 more layers of just hundreds of birds i mean it's just you're just looking up and all you can see 
is specs and snow geese. They're just everywhere. I've never seen anything like that. Were like, you disciplined enough to pick one bird out when we called the shot? There was a couple times I flock shot really bad, but there were a few other times. Like right first thing in the morning, I was on. But then when that huge, those big groups came in, not no idea. Got a little excited. Yeah, I was just wasting shells. Do you? <laughs> Thank you, Black you Cloud. <laughs> I've learned. I've done a lot of flock shooting in my lifetime, but I've learned <laughs> to pick out a bird or two and try to make a good shot. It's always fun too when somebody else picks the same bird. You got hundreds of birds in the sky, and, and it's right you there. both smack the, the same one. Yeah, the yeah. one that's just like so obvious, right? The obvious bird. Like, oh yeah, it, it, I always try to get away from that bird because yeah. you know somebody else is targeting it as well. Um, when you start thinking about that type of hunt today, are we using the right load, you think, in the three-inch two um, for that type of hunt when you're killing? Snow geese aren't real big. You know, they're not small, though. They're bigger than a duck. Specs about the same. They're a little bit bigger on, on some of them, but they're about the same size as a snow goose. We're not hunting greater snows out here, but is that three-inch two what you think we should have been shooting? Yeah, it's perfect for it, especially when you call them in close like that. You get... You get to pick out birds. And that flight control wad, as you've seen, will get the shot out there, too, if you need to shoot at one that didn't quite come down. What is the mindset of that compared to a TSS load, which a lot of people want to venture into because of the reputation? I mean, you hear it a lot in turkey hunting. Turkey hunting's mentality, though, has got to, it's got to be known how different it is, right? You might shoot three, four times after you pattern your gun for that year, depending on putting it on paper. If you use the TSS, knowing exactly what your choke tube and the constrictions are doing with that load and the wad and everything. But you, an average turkey hunter, besides somebody that's really mad at them, that's going for a grand slam or the 49 or whatever they're calling it now, you might shoot four or five turkeys a year. You could shoot that in two goes in a goose hunt, right? So what is the mentality of the customer base right now when you start talking about black cloud compared to some of the TSS loads available that you guys have introduced to the market? The three nine mix, the other ones are, they're deadly. I mean, they're amazing, but there, I get it. There's a price tag for everybody, but you really don't need TSS on that snow goose hunt today, do you? You don't, but if you've ever shot it, as you have, it's the best you can get. It's incredible. So if it's fun to at least have a box or two of that sitting around to test some longer shots with. But um, yeah, you definitely, you don't need to have that. Black Cloud was designed to be more of a, you know, it's better than your standard steel, but it's not the highest end load out there like these tungstens and the tungsten blends. So it gives you better performance that you can see with the flight control wad and that flight stopper band around the pellet that cuts a little deeper. You see bigger wound channels. It's a performance advantage without a tungsten price. I agree 100%. When you start talking about the load we're shooting today, Kelvington, what do we have to keep in mind with that three inch two, with our lead, with that type of shot, when you're shooting decoying birds like that, what do you tell yourself? Like you put it on it and squeeze, um, as they start to go up, you might get a little tiny bit of lead, but we're shooting a very hot load, a very fast load, 1450, 1450 feet per second out of the muzzle. It's a deadly load. We've already made sure that we know that, but what do you tell yourself when you're shooting that load? Do you need much of a lead? You know, when you're bringing them in that close at 15, 18 yards, no, I'm going to put it right on the head and probably catch some of the body. you got a 30 yards. You've got probably a 30-inch pattern. There's a 156 pellets in there at 60-40 blend. So you're getting good edge-to-edge consistency, especially with the Rob Roberts chokes. 
um, you should be able to just put it right on there. Now, if the bird's going a little ways away, like a little bit of passing when they're coming, sometimes they came across the spread. I have the same mentality that you taught me a long time ago was butt, belly, beak, squeeze the trigger. You should be just out in front of it. You're going to be just fine. Yeah, butt, belly, beak. Do you do you guys feel like you shot well today with that shooting system? It's the Benelli. It's the new R2 choke tubes by Rob. Cody and I were talking about it earlier today, earlier this afternoon. It's like I shot terrible the first couple that came through because I was flock shooting, and uh, but then when they started coming in, I started picking out the birds, and it was I shot a lot better. Yeah, but the first couple passes, I was opposite of Cody. I was shooting the crappy. Do you get that? The do you use the visualization part of it? Like when the flock is approaching, are you so ingrained in that part? Well, I'm going to ask you guys this too, but are you thinking about your shot at all? Do you, yeah. is, does it become more second nature as as you as you get into your water or more, or are you visualizing like this is what I'm going to be doing with my gun as they come in? I'm shouldering it, or is it just you know is it just like riding a bike to you now? Oh, I mean, I think sometimes as you know, as the more you shoot, it becomes more natural. The motion becomes more natural, but but the anticipation can throw that all off too when they're coming in, and, and then they might spin, and then you're like, oh, what did I do wrong? Did I move? Is my face not covered? And then you might lose a little bit of track, but as soon as they get in, the, as soon as somebody says kill them, uh, it's it becomes natural. They're just the motion. We went back and watched the footage before the podcast today, and we were able to pinpoint that Cody was the face that was not covered. For most of the <laughs> I was covered in mud. So I he think kept that, saying I think it. That Rocky yeah. was talking to Cody, and so was Alex the entire. Um, we'll make that the theme of this podcast. We should do this with our faces covered. Cover um, your face if we want to cover our face. Blur what do you think, Kendall? Like when they're coming in, are you? Let's compare it to fighting. Is there anything that gets that adrenaline in the hunting world for you? You've hunted elk, you've hunted deer, you've hunted rifle, you've hunted archery, you've hunted waterfowl with a lot of birds on top of you in a lot of different places with us. Does anything compare to the adrenaline of the octagon or the walkout or that first round bell going off? Uh, you know, I'd say the thing that probably gets the closest would probably be an archery elk hunt. If, you know, if you call them in close, I mean, you're up close and personal and... That definitely gets you going. Um, the hunts like this get me going too, but you know, it is like second nature. I'm going to just do what I know I'm going to do, put the gun up, aim, and <clears throat> pull the trigger. But that adrenaline, like Brian and Nash are referring to, when they're coming in, that anticipation and that energy starts to build. You can't hear yourself talk, you can't really think because you're like, you get lost. There's so many layers of it. It's almost like an optical illusion to where you really could get dizzy a little bit watching it. Um, talk about a little bit in reference to the fight game, Hendo, of how often in your career after the bell goes off, did you get off of your fight plan or your game plan that you spent months in training camp um, figuring out and, and preparing for? Did you get off of your fight plan a lot or your fight game a lot, your game plan a lot? No, I don't think it, I got off of it too many times but it definitely happens and sometimes it needs to be switched up if if your game plan just isn't working you know and the guy's kind of beating you in in whatever you were planning on doing um you know so yeah you definitely have a plan and sometimes it doesn't go as planned or sometimes you don't follow the plan but most of the time i was pretty good about following my game plan most of the time but uh yeah i mean hunting i guess the same way you just got a game plan of I was more focused on 
getting my gun up as fast as I could when the shot got called and you're constantly saying get ready but hardly ever say <laughs> three get two em. one get ready get ready I'm get ready I get Cody, so, when, you, when you get on a hunt like that what type of waterfowling career do you want to have Cody are you a guy that wants to be all in or do you like are you just the guy that gets out there and you got a, you got the the decoys are set up you got a gun handed to you you're ready or do you want to know what load we're shooting do you want to learn more about black cloud do you want to understand the strategy of the decoy spread the placement in that area why did we set up here what's the wind doing what's the barometric pressure doing what's the cloud system doing do you want to get into it that much to where it's not just like oh we killed a limit of birds but you really were technical about it and had a skill set to get that success I want to be the absolute best waterfowler I can be. I love duck and goose hunting. I've been doing it since I was four years old. I mean, my first, one of my first memories as a human being is like having a cap gun and like being a retriever for my dad. Cause I thought I was killing the birds. You know what I mean? So I've been, I've been duck and goose hunting my whole life. And so I'm just really fortunate to be able to, you know, get around people that obviously know a ton more about, you know, something I'm passionate about. I mean, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm always asking, cause you're, you're saying stuff like, we need this, we need this, we need this. And I'm like, why? And I'm trying to, I, you know, I don't want to just sit there and like pound you with questions the whole time you're hunting and be like that annoying little critter that's sitting next to you. Like, dude, shut this kid up. But I, I do want to, I want to know what's going on. I want to know like what you're thinking. What, why are the birds flaring? Why is, you know, you know, you kept saying that you're like, we need sun, we need sun. I'm like, why? You're like, well, it's shadows, everything shadows. And like, no sooner did the sun go over those clouds and we had birds in the decoys a minute later. You know what I mean? So like, I, I do want to know that kind of stuff because I am super passionate about waterfowl hunting. And it's fun to try to figure it out. You're wondering like, the UV of the sun through the clouds and how that UV rays affect the paint scheme on a decoy, how it affects your, the, the, the colors or the, the gradients or the bleaches or whatever's used in the suits that we're wearing in that Tyvex. There's all these things that there's been testing on that snow. When we first started developing snow covers for ground blinds, there would be a purple or a light blue purplish tint off of the ground blinds that casted this blue color over the edge of your ground blind, right? To where like, that's UV being picked out by these geese, right? They see UV. So you, that we're like, we got to get this paint scheme right on decoy. So there's always this, this strategy going or analyzation that goes in to becoming the best. So I've always said, you know, everybody like lets the first few flocks come in and they just panic. They're like, Oh God, we got to change up the spray. We got to do this. We got to cut them off here. I'm like, just let the sun get up. Just let it get bright. Let the mother nature do what it does. And these birds will change their tune a hundred percent brightness, color, shadows, the hide that when there's UV or when there's clouds or a high dome or a low ceiling, they can sit up there and just pick you apart. A low ceiling is better than a high ceiling. But if it's a high gray stale day, they'll just sit up there and they'll look down and you literally are sticking out like a sore thumb. We've done drone videos testing on it. So like you're always asking yourself and i don't know if every waterfowl hunter is like that because there are people that just want to go out there and enjoy the hunt whatever happens happens but i'm always asking myself why why didn't they do it why are they looking at us like we've never hunted before and we're always up each other's you know what like who's moving who's up where's the camera guy yeah. building you're sitting up to i know put sunshine on us and boom we killed 60 birds in three flocks like yeah. that yeah you know and it just changes it in a hurry 
So if that sun would have got above those clouds faster, those clouds would have moved out quicker, we'd have been in the money. We'd had a hundred per day in a heartbeat, right? Because yeah. we we missed a lot of opportunities because they had the advantage yeah. on us. Because those birds, those, I mean, the, it was obvious the birds were seeing us. I mean, they were flaring a hundred yards out. They might've been seeing us. They might've been seeing skin tone, UV off of the paint of the, the decoys, the, the white suits. The faces. They could have been seeing hands on calls. They definitely were seeing Cody's face though. Yeah, they were definitely. Why do you think I put face? mud all over my face? <laughs> yeah. I felt like they were talking to me you the think whole they'd time. they come in because they're vegetable eaters and they like to eat cauliflower. So like they could come in and just get on these ears right there. But that was a wrestling joke. I have a lot of those. There'll be more to come soon. Brian, let's talk Black Cloud for a second. Black Cloud has been out since 2006, Seven. 2007. Rock. We're going on almost two decades of Black Cloud. It just keeps improving, whether it was the flex wad, whether it's the consistency in the pellets, the pass through. Um, there was one time, we don't need to get into it, that it was considered dirty for some guns or for some loads. And now that's all been taken care of. But what is what is your opinion of the black cloud load has it has it done exactly what the federal brand and culture wanted it to or is there still room for improvement on it is it replaced blue box and ultra shock 100 percent? where is black cloud today black cloud is an option for like jason said before we make ammo for all options right so for this hunt and for your show we love you shooting black cloud because that's the audience you're speaking to um, for other people, they, they want to shoot the blue box or the TSS. That's why we make all these different products for the people who want choice. For us, though, Black Cloud is the bomb, right? It's engineered to kill ducks. It is certainly one of our feathers in our cap as a, as a company. Is it become the leading waterfowl ammunition in the country? Is that fair to say, or is there studies on that? Well, I'm biased, so I'm going to tell you yes. I'm not going to tell you anything other than that. It's, it's the it's the best. The I don't best. think anything compares to it. I'd say it all the time. I actually was at the cafe today. We're eating our omelets, and Cody was eating chicken fried steak. In case his trainer's listening, um, but Rob Roberts called, and he didn't. He didn't even know that we were. You know, he's just calling to say hello. And I'd got him a signed picture by one of his baseball uh, heroes, and he was saying thank you for that. And I told him y'all were here, and I'm telling you, he was here two weeks ago bragging on Black Cloud. Like, that's all you need. And he's a big fan of the blue box. And you know, Rob, what he does for a living. So he's constantly testing all ammos, all constrictions of choke tubes and the patterning of those combinations. And he, he truly believes in black cloud. And I really trust what that guy says when it comes to shotgunning. Absolutely. And we, rifles. Through you and, and through Benelli, we've had a chance to get a great relationship with Rob. And he's in Arkansas where we've got another ammo factory with Remington. He just does a great job. And, Nobody's more detailed on their on their performance of the gun and the load than than Rob. So we've done combination partnerships with him on our custom shop um, with certain TSS loads, and you know he does a lot of testing with his speed shock. So yeah, he, he's been a, a great partner of ours, and it's always fun to hear people who know believe in your products. We're not going to get everybody. Some people are going to have their their biases, but you know we we definitely are always looking to improve based on opinions from people like you, like everybody here was out hunting, Rob Roberts, customers. We're actually bringing back the uh, Ultra Steel, the old Ultra Shock. Really? Yeah. So we've, you know, we hear that people like that load. So we're, we're bringing it back. We're looking at different shot types to mix in because stacked loads are, are more and more popular. So it's always fun to play around and see what performance we can eke out 
of these loads. Yeah, I think that if people had an understanding of what goes on in Anoka or other factories that you guys are are, are the owners of now, but personally speaking, I've been to the factory and walked the factory in Anoka and watched Black Cloud being made, walked it with an engineer, Eric, no Dan Compton, knew Rick Stokel before he retired. Um, the story of Black Cloud and why and what and the penetration of it, we've taken jail targets. You ever seen a big gel block? And we've filmed it with phantom can- cameras, which is about 275. No, what are the frames per second? Oh, God. Tom, do so- you know that? Probably close to a thousand. Yeah, a thousand. Or, okay, thousand I was talking about the retail price of the camera. I think when I said seventy five thousand, oh, but yeah. it, but it breaks this slow motion down to where you can see the pellets enter the gel. Create it's just a big cavity. block of gel. What's that? Create the wound cavity. You create the wound cavity and watch that wound cavity go all the way through the see through gel, and so you get to see what those BBs, those the black cloud, and then followed by all of the steel shot that follows it through the wound channel. So it's almost like a broadhead. Opening up a deer. Is that fair to say? Kind of like what a broadhead would do to a deer? Well, it's, you know, spinning. It's just like a, yeah, like a mushroom bullet. You know, it's going to create a wound cavity and tunnel through all the way to the vitals. All the way to the vitals. And I, I, I very rarely bite into a BB, if ever. It goes, it passes through, it breaks bones. But we've been able to go into the factory and watch the stuff be made and watch what goes into it, right? And watch the innovation of their net. They never settle. There's always something to do to make it better. And that's what they're continuously doing of like, is there a way to make the super black Eagle better? And they're like, did it with the two. And I'm like, all right, well now the three's out and it's lighter and it's sleeker and it's form fitting more. And it feels better to shoot with a better rib and a better trigger compartment. And you know, it's, it's, it's an awesome shotgun. And that's what federal's doing constantly with black cloud. And I'm not telling you guys anything that you know about product development, but that you don't know about product development, but that's what I love about federal is like, they're always looking for the next advantage to give to a waterfowl hunter, which is kind of a weird mindset of how did our great grandpa kill ducks with lead? Like, yeah, they did have a different regulation. They had waiters. Then. They had waiters that didn't keep <laughs> number them warm, two, right? They had red balls, right? <laughs> they had red balls. Yeah. They had jackets that like, like they were tougher than us maybe. Yeah. But we, we are like in the golden age of hunting as far as, technology goes whether it's rainproof windproof insulation whether it's ammo whether it's the guns it's funny to hear people go well you shouldn't be able to hunt over that type of decoy because it's got spinning wings on it well then throw rocks at them when they come in i want to see hit them with a slingshot you know go don't don't, you we have every advantage of all time right now as hunters we can stay in the field longer drier comfortable warmer boom 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 we have guns we have bows that shoot 450 feet a second we have crossbows that you might as well be shooting a rifle you have muzzle loaders that you might as well be shooting a rifle right like we're we're advanced but what's amazing is that everybody will buy the newest iphone when it comes out but then when it comes to hunting they want all these like technological stops like you can't make the technology better we don't want you to use x y and z because that's not fair it's like well you're literally you you do that in your everyday life like why why can't we do it for well there's a lot of ethics that come into it right with the animal and what the what certain contraptions cause with an animal like is it okay to feed deer like is food plotting the same as baiting you can go pour a pile of corn in kansas and shoot a whitetail over that bait, but you can't do that in in other states, right? You can't bait. Well, 
is it okay to bait? Like what, what are you, what is the difference between that and football? There's all these questions that you could really get in to the ethics of what's going on, but we're living in a time where we have the advantage. I mean, you can go on apps now and know every single landowner's name, phone number, property lines, public property, private property, river banks. I mean, we're living in a time to where if you really put your work in, you can be a successful, consistently successful hunter on public land or private land if you really want to get after it. You truly and, can. And you can you can still be a, a fair chase ethical hunter using modern technology. It's just people have different opinions. There's still people who hunt with round balls. Because they like the challenge of black Wouldn't, powder. Isn't there an argument that the better the technology gets, like the better black cloud is, the more ethical it is to use? I mean, in a hunting situation, I mean, you're literally making the best ammunition you can possibly make because you're trying to effectively kill an animal. Yeah, you know, that, so that's like, a great point. Isn't, there, isn't there that there's a completely well, yeah, I mean, different for, argument to that? For years, the biggest complaint was still shot, not being fast enough, not being lethal enough. And now there's no excuse not to kill them dead. I mean, there's you can kill birds dead with the loads that are being engineered and built today. You really can, 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. With steel, you have to drive it fast, but we've also found ways to shape the pellet like in Black Cloud with the flight stopper edge on it that make it kill better. Man, that was a lot of information. We're going to break for a real quick commercial. Thank you all so much for being here. Federal Premium Black Cloud is a statement maker and Chad knows how to use it. Your favorite Black Cloud. Like, is that a question? No, it's a statement. Oh, your favorite Black Cloud. I thought you were going to ask me for my favorite, like, load to shoot. I like three-inch threes for ducks, three-inch twos all around. And if I'm really getting after big candidates, BB. For us, though, Black Cloud is the bomb. It's engineered to kill ducks. It is certainly one of our feathers in our cap as a company. I agree 100%. Avery Outdoors, Bandit Brands, Jargon Game Calls, and Lear Toppers are Waterfowl Adventure Champions and proud sponsors of the Fowl Life with Chad Building. Chad Building, Dan Hendo. Joe Henderson, Cody Stamen, Jason Nash, and Brian Kelvington will return after the break. Hang tight. It's called Benelli's The Fowl Life for a reason. We love Benelli. They are the top shelf of waterfowl shotguns, all shotguns for that matter, in my opinion. But when you start talking about duck blinds, goose blinds, lay down blinds, panel blinds, pit blinds, the debris, the wear and tear, everything that we put our guns through throughout a duck season, whether it's a 60 day duck season in the south or you start up north and north of the border in Canada, Alberta, Saskatchewan and follow the migration south. Some of us, myself included, hunt over 120 days a year and every single time I squeeze that Benelli trigger, it goes bam. I'm so proud and honored to be part of the Benelli family and when it comes to the Super Black Eagle 3 the 12 gauge the 20 gauge the 28 gauge I absolutely love this line of shotguns the inertia every single thing from the rib down to the sight to the choke tube to the constrictions the performance is what it's all about with Benelli the Super Black Eagle series in 12 gauge 20 gauge and 28 gauge whether you get Rob Roberts to build the performance shop or you keep them straight out of the box factory they perform they're simply perfect it's Benelli it's the confidence of shouldering that shotgun and the responsibility of pointing it at a live animal and squeezing that trigger the dispatch humane ethics everything that goes into it Benelli believes in the culture of the duck hunter the goose hunter the turkey hunter the upland hunter so whether you're doing sporting clays whether you're chasing waterfowl chasing upland chasing turkeys Benelli builds a shotgun for you Benelli's the foul life they're 13 seasons as our title sponsor can you imagine this 
relationship. Thank you, Benelli. Thank you all for supporting Benelli. And I know it's all of our goal to walk into that sporting good, that Benelli dealer, that store, and say, let me shoulder that Super Black Eagle. And now you can do it in so many gauges, the sub gauges included. We're fired up. Good luck this season. Stay safe out there and shoot straight. Shoot Benelli. The answer 12. It's our new Foul Life Edition safe gun storage system from our friends at Secure It. Brand new design, so much room, so much organization, so much potential, so many options. You can see videos on our YouTube, on episodes of Benelli's The Foul Life, airing exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. We do everything with our Secure It Answer 12 Foul Life Edition safe. Check them out at secureit.com right now and design your own. Get the cubbies, get the shelves, get the bungees, get the magnetic hanging hooks. You got plenty of room for 12 long guns in there and the organization that you can do with everything from knives to binos to dog training equipment to sporting clay equipment to eyewear ear protection all of your chokes all of your sights everything that you want you can organize it for different times of the year it might be dog training season it might be sporting clay season it might be duck season it might be turkey season organize it it is a safe built for the shot gunner my friends tom chris everybody in new york at secure it helped me design this safe our crew went to work on it and we have come up with a configuration that will allow you to make it your own comes with the magnet set with the foul life with lab and ducks and flocks, working geese, working ducks. The Foul Life Edition Secure It Answer 12 Safe is available right now at secureit.com. Check us out this coming February at the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention in Nashville, Tennessee. We will have more of them on site, on display like we did last year in our booth. It's going to be magnificent. I hope you get a chance to get your hands on your own, organize it the way that you see fit. And when you open those doors and see what you've created, it's going to give you even more energy, even more aura, even more enthusiasm for this unbelievable lifestyle that we get to live as an American shotgunner, American duck hunter, turkey hunter, upland hunter, dog trainer. Let's do it. Get the Answer 12 Foul Life Edition right now at secureit.com. You can't go wrong with it. Thank you so much, Secure It, and thank you all so much for supporting the brands that support us here at the Foul Life Podcast and the Foul Life TV. Federal Premium Black Cloud shot it exclusively for 12 years now, and it thumps them. Cripples are few and far between. It happens. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but I'm talking decoying birds 10 to 25 yards going down, dying ethically in the Traeger. Black Cloud is still the leading waterfowl ammo in the country. Myself, the Fowl Life crew, we shoot it exclusively. You can now find it in the TSS blends, in the Tungsten Super Steel blends of Black Cloud, but I'm talking the exact detailed performance of every time I pull the trigger, the results that we're seeing, and no suffering. Dispatching big Canada geese, mallard ducks. There is a shot size from BB all the way to fours, and you can get the blends, like I said, in the TSS. Black Cloud has changed the way I look at shotgun ammo. I compare everything to it. I'm very critical, and nothing hits like Federal Premium Black Cloud. I hope that you get a box or a case of it for this upcoming season. Good luck out there. Stay safe. Shoot straight. Shoot small. And shoot Black Cloud. To kill 80 speckle belly geese at those distances and dead in the decoys like that and see good dog work and hear great calling and that many full body decoys, it doesn't just happen. It's the conclusion of Benelli's The Foul Life with Chad Belding, where Chad and the boys are throwing hands and dropping geese. If I hear him say, get ready one more time, I'm crawling out of this blind. Take him. If he does not call take him on this swing, I'm going to shake him. His get ready means five or ten more minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Federal Premium Ammunition brings you this 
two-part episode of The Foul Life. Visit them online at federalpremium.com. Let's get back to Chad Belding and his A-list crew featuring Dan Hendo Henderson, Cody Stamen, Jason Nash, and Brian Kelvington. Let me ask you an ethical question as a representative of this industry, both you and Kelvington. There's 410 TSS turkey loads. that You can kill a turkey at 60 yards. I've documented it. I've seen it. But is that okay? Now, I'm not saying this like I'm on a high horse. I don't, I'm not starting an argument. I'm just asking, is it okay to kill a goose at 70 yards just because the ammo can do it? You need to practice. You need to be consistently good at that shot. It's almost like the, 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 the Western big game. Is it okay to kill an elk at 1200 yards? Is that hunting? I don't really know. There's all these questions that go through my head. So ethically speaking, what would the message be? From federal, like, yes, these loads are engineered to kill them dead at longer distances, but shouldn't we really try to create that intimacy still with the animal, or is it up to the hunter as long as it's legal? Should you drive a Corvette 180 miles an hour? You know, Just because it can go that fast? Just because it can go that fast. It's all about the, the individual, and we, we offer options for everybody. You know, that, that's always been our, our mantra is we support conservation, education, training, to make sure that people who use our products understand how they work and how to use them effectively. And then they can choose what makes the most sense for them. The long range rifle hunting has gotten so much more advanced. I mean, you, you really can go out and kill an animal cleanly at 500 yards if you're prepared and you have the right equipment. Does that mean everybody should run out and shoot long range? No. Um, you have to know what you're doing. You have to be confident that you can make the shot um, because it's still getting them closer is always going to be more effective. Just like bringing the geese in and, and it's fun to watch that intimacy and that connection with the animal. I mean, you, it's priceless. That's very well said. And I agree. Like, I think that the negotiation part of a hunt is everything to me. Like what you said about when Hendo said calling in a bull elk to 15 yards during the rut or cow call him in or bugle him in or creating a confrontation to bring him in to fight another herd bull or a satellite bull to get him out of the area. There's all these scenarios that you can use visualization techniques to create this picture of like, this is what I'm going to try to do. Unless you're like our good friend, mutual friend, Remy Warren, that was literally doing a cutaway of how he made homemade fruit roll-ups. Did you guys hear this story? No, no. You didn't hear this? No. A year ago, Remy Warren, last elk season, New Mexico, he's in an area that's not even known for big elk, big bulls. It was just a, like kind of a management area, maybe at 305, 315. They hunt all morning, and they don't get a bugle back. They don't locate any bulls, so they break for lunch. And the, the company that he's working with that is out there shooting B-roll in lifestyle footage of his hunt wants to do this thing on how he literally will go and cut his own fruit and dehydrate it and make his own fruit roll-ups for his, for his backpack, for his hiking, for hunting. So they're sitting around. And they're, they do all this fruit roll up stuff and they're like, let's do one more. Let's do some calling tips by Remy Warren. So you can imagine where this is going. He gets his calls out and he's just doing calling tips. Hey, this is Remy Warren. Da 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 da. Hits his calls, lights up a freaking bugle. And he's like, did y'all hear a bugle? So he does it again. Bugles back at him again, but it's closer. And he's like, dude, I think that bull's coming here. So they literally got to break this camera crew up. There's a couple girls there. There's this production crew there. They got to break them up and they hide. And he gets down, puts his face mask on, hits it again, and now that bull's closer. Comes in, and Remy's like, you got to be kidding me. And that bull gets, I think, 26 yards, 
and he's got a gap to kill this bull. All on video. These guys are filming it from the B-roll. They're just shooting of his calling tips and fruit roll-ups, and he kills it as a 396. Wow. 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 <laughs> Biggest bull of his career. And I might be a little bit off on the inches, but it's in the 390s, and he did it on a freaking lunch break shooting B-roll of fruit roll-ups and calling tips. Wow. That's he's just, great. He's a good hunter. That's I mean, awesome. Remy Warren's a – I live right by him. He is a badass hunter. Like, he's one of the best I know. I don't know many like him. Um, very good hunter. Very good big game hunter. Um, he can when, cook, too. He loves tongue like I do. He loves elk tongue. Really good. You get, we might have some tongue tonight at the steakhouse, Brian. Have at it. Will you try it? <laughs> this is America. You can have whatever you want. Sky's the limit. <laughs> Sky's, Sky's the limit. Hendo, um, what about you on the same co- kind of question that I asked Cody? Would you ever take training for hunting, calling ducks, calling elk, becoming the best archery guy? Would you ever th- look at it like you train for fighting in your gym, you're training, you're fighting, you're coaching, or when you were fighting yourself, would you ever get into it that serious to where you train to be the best you could get at it? Probably, but I, I don't get out there as much as I'd like, and, and I don't have the time to do put that much into into it daily uh you know i wish i could i you know like joe rogan was talking about he he says he does it every day he shoots his bow every day and you know i i, I pull my bow out two three times a year which you know i need to do that more often so to answer your question yes i would like to be in that position to do it but you know would rachel be mad if i sent you home with a bunch of duck calls to practice in the house all the time <laughs> no it should be all right <laughs> i love duck calls. i would like to learn how to duck call though for sure and goose calling like those guys that work those specs today they you could they break them down they can call i'm over there yodeling on mine but i'm not really doing much i'm just trying to fit in for camera sounds good. those dudes know how to call yeah I had the old CD of Buck Gardner teaching you how to call, and I'd sit in my car on my way to work and blow the duck call. Buck's the man. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff on YouTube now. Yeah. It's a little easier to get to now. I used to throw the old CD in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Just in the car by yourself. (laughs) Imagine, like, I actually was practicing calling, and this – I didn't realize this lady was like, we're just stopped at a light, and she's, like, looking at me in my truck, and I'm just, like, sitting here, like (laughs) – and I just like look over, and she's like mortified, looking at me like, "What? And is this guy doing?" Oh yeah, I've had and cops watching me, hey. thinking it was a crack pipe. I think. Yeah. Like looking in there, saying, "What is that little porcelain-looking, clear fluorescent green thing he's got in his mouth?" Because <laughs> you could get them mixed up. Not that I know what a crack pipe looks like. Okay, I'm not saying that. Oh, Kellington, don't roll your eyes at me. I, I thought you were. I've seen New truth. Jack City. I've seen that movie. Have you? Oh yeah. You swear you have? Sure. Give me, let's talk movies for a second. Oh, <laughs> Give me your top three comedies of all time. And I mean comedies to the point to where they can't just be like a, a movie that has a one or two funny parts. Like I've considered Talladega, like the, the, the table scene with the kids, I think is funny, but I don't think a lot of the movie is funny. Like Wedding Crashers, I think is hilarious from A to Z all the way through. So give me your top three comedy movies that kept you laughing from the entire duration. Tommy Boy. Good one. Anchorman. I got a question on that after you name your third. The original Vacation. I like those Hollywood roll. <laughs> Look, kids, <laughs> unless you don't want to see the world's largest ball of twine that's only three short hours away. Just saying. When he's dancing with the sandwich in the this park. Is crazy. To this, is crazy. this is crazy. This is crazy. But Anchorman, 
Have you seen it? I don't think I have. He's going to go home and watch like 30 movies. I've, wa- I've watched almost every movie you guys have mentioned, but I need to rewatch them. Yeah. Anchorman, did, did it make you laugh the first time you seen it, or is it one that you had to go back and see a couple times? I was rolling for the first 30 seconds I saw it. Uh, my career at the beginning was journalism, so I just right away thought it was the funniest damn movie I ever watched. Nash, top three rappers of all time, go. Ooh, DJ Quick. Oh, God, he's one of my favorite. Nas. He's a Compton. Nas. Nas is probably the top three of all time for sure, technical-wise. And then probably... Eminem, maybe. Yep, he's the best. Right up style. there, yeah. He's the greatest. He had, he's got so many different styles. But Nas is Eric B and Rackham. Rackham. Oh, for man. sure. EPMD. EPMD. I mean, you could, the list is long. The list is long. Big. I like Big L. I like Biggie. Tupac mm-hmm. was good. Oh, sure. Lil Wayne is amazing. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, oh, newer God. guy. Newer guy. He's good. Dan, top three country concerts you've been to? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. I've been. <laughs> Aldine was a good one. I like Aldine. Toby Keith's got to be up there. Yeah, Toby Keith for sure. I hope Toby. His last there. one was even really good. Did you go to Vegas? Yeah. You son of a. You I told you to I was there. there. I told you I, I could. I, I tried. I couldn't Did get you have tickets. To buy tickets? Yeah. No, but. Did Brad Penny do it or did Toby get you? No, Toby got me, but oh god, I wanted to be there. Was it awesome? There was he. He killed it. Did you get to go back and say hi? Yeah. Is he feeling all right? He doesn't look good, but I mean, he looks super skinny, and I hadn't seen him since the start of this. So, you know, he's pretty optimistic. He's got a good spirit, so you know, hopefully that that'll you know get him through there. He thinks he's going to beat it, and, and hopefully he does. Yeah, prayers for Toby. Damn it. Third one, I don't know. Um, I like Hardy quite he, a bit. He Hardy, huh? Yeah, he's got a lot of uh, energy in. You saw him last. It's probably year, good concert. I saw him. I saw, I've seen him a couple times. Yeah. Top three foods that you enjoy if you're not on your training diet. I think a ribeye steak is the just the apex of food. You a well cooked. Better than that spec last night. That spec was amazing. I. I really thought you were just blowing smoke, but it was it was really really amazing. Uh, outside of ribeye steak, uh, sushi bar's got to be in there, eh? No, really, I'm not a, I'm not a huge sushi fan. Um, smoked brisket, a well done brisket, it's hard to beat. I mean, like Texas brisket, and anything with just an insane amount of barbecue sauce. <laughs> So you're a meat guy here. I'm a meat. I'm a meat guy. I really. I don't know. Like a sweet guy. I don't like. I just want to eat a massive amount of red meat. I love red meat. I absolutely love red meat. There's nothing better. Yeah, absolutely. So where do we go from here with the hunting culture as it is right now, Brian Kelvington? With you being a veteran of the game, you've been hunting and fishing a long time. How do we? secure it how do we get more people involved how do we showcase it the right way so uh, we're getting people out of the cities kids away from these ipads and these these phones i mean it's deadly in my opinion and addicting i mean we're all on them for work a lot of the times um what do we do what's your opinion of what's going on in the state what would be your state of the union right now of next generation and just getting new blood involved in the in the in the stream of hunting there's a lot of ways you could go at it chad i you know, obviously, you know, it's got to be something that the parental has got to be involved in their kids' lives more than just 
having latch keys, right? If and then if your if your dad or if your parent is not a hunter, you know, find a mentor, right? So I think there's those two have got to be strong. Finding a mentorship program if you can't find a parent that is willing to pass down those skill sets or those passions. When you hear them talk about mentorship programs, you guys are involved in a bunch of different conservation agency mentorship, um, high school trap shooting and target shooting. We've been talking about quite a bit the last couple of days. Um, you have three kids, three daughters. I do. Yeah. You're busy. Does it eat at you when you can't be in the woods as much as you once were with, I understand life and it goes their ways and you love your kids. I get it. But how much do, do you think about like, man, do you get FOMO of like the outdoors not being in it as much as you were? Because you can't be. I mean, you're chasing kids like nonstop, plus your job, plus you're married, family man now. It's different, right? It is, but you just have to make time and, and appreciate the time you do get out. And I've had the privilege of all three of my girls go out with me. They're not quite fanatics like some of us are, but they love to go. And if I ask them, yes, dad, I want to go. So I've taken, I've gone through firearms training now three separate times again, because I sat with them. I wanted to walk through the process with them and, and understand it, not just for work, but just also to see how their experience was with it. So it's been fun to introduce them to grouse hunting, deer hunting, turkey hunting, I get out more with them now than I used to, and it's fun to see them get their – it's more fun sometimes to see them have their first experience getting an animal than shooting another one myself. Yeah. I still love to do it, but it's – that I found a lot of joy in in teaching others, and I, I hope to spread that to others also you know, who are interested in getting out in the field. And that's what we need is mentors like, like you talked about, and it's, it's tough because there are a lot of regulations depending on the state you're in. You know, just purchasing a license and the right stamps, you know, they're working to try to simplify that given new technology. But those are barriers that people need to learn to overcome and be walked through so that they're doing things the right way. Yeah, you're exactly right. When you think about the barrier of entry for waterfowl hunting specifically, the investment of the gear, nothing's cheap anymore. You have to have decoys. You have to have ammo. You have to have a gun. People want a boat. People want a four-wheeler. They want a dog. They want dog training. The dog food isn't even cheap anymore. Then you got all the strategies. Then you got all the laws. Then you got federal laws. You got state laws. Now you got stamps and you got hip number and you got this state requires this. And then you got limits. Then you got shooting. There's a lot that goes into it that's very intimidating. And that's why when Kellington talks about a mentorship program, you have to have them in the right light of like, this is, it's, you, you got to introduce them at the right time, get them comfortable, let them have fun. Fun is everything. Don't ever lose the fun in this. You know, a lot of people are always like, well, if you do what you love for a job, you're going to not love it anymore. You know, that's not necessarily true. You know, you don't really, you, you work harder at it. You, you want to be better at it. You know, in, in my opinion, I have different views on that, but the barrier of entry is tough. I bet you if I asked these guys, you know, with as much as they hunt compared to as much as I hunt, I would go, okay, I would hold up my phone right now and go, tell me what duck that is. If that flew through our decoys today, could you shoot that? And I would wonder, and I'm not, I'm not assuming that I'm just saying, I would bet 50 to 60% of them, they wouldn't know. And they're going duck hunting every day with us. So me, I have to be the guy when I invite somebody like Hendo, I take it very serious of like, I can't expect my guests as much as I want them in camp. I can't expect them to know everything that I know. 
So you always got to be like, nope, you got to. And it's sometimes you come across as like a hard ass, right? Like I'm not trying to be, I'm just trying to be like, no, you can't shoot that. No, nope, that's too far. No, nope, we're not calling it. No, nope, that's a hen mallard. No, nope, that's here's why we're not doing it. And you you got to really be on your A game because I can't expect everybody to understand that that is a ring neck and not a bluebill. Well, I thought it was a hen gadwall. I've had game wardens come and look at my ducks and go, you have too many, you have too many canvas back in there. I'm like, those are gadwalls, dude. They didn't even know the difference. So there's a lot to be questioned about, like learning this game. There is a ton that goes into it. So I like that you said that the barrier of entry is not easy, but once you get it and you get it in your blood, you're just like, oh man, what do I learn next? What can I get next? What can I pick up on next? My my youngest son. So I got him into waterfalling when he was 12 or 13 years old. I've still got the first picture. We were at a small lake, southern Minnesota, and he's got camels that's too big for him on, right? And now he goes duck hunting without me, and I don't get any invites to go. Down. He'll come home from a duck hunting trip with his buddies, and they've got he's got his six ducks, his five teal, and a group, whatever. I'm like, how come dad doesn't get an invite to these trips? What's going on? So I did, I did create a, a waterfall enthusiast, which is great. That, that brings me a lot of pride Heck yeah. that he's uh, continuing that passion. But I just want an invite from him once in a while. Yeah. I guess especially when he takes my dog. Yeah. He does take your dog and, and, uh, he, he should does be- take Cusco a Springer and Springer do retrieves ducks. Chad. If I had a polygraph test, I'd put you on it right now. <laughs> Are you going to have him listen to this podcast? Cusco, <laughs> listen, I mentioned your name on here. There you go. Speaking of dogs, Axel's pretty badass, huh, Cody? He is a, he's a stud. Cody out, outdid him today, though. <laughs> he did. He went uh, down that I chased that bird around for 30 minutes. But to get I literally Axel thought you guys that, were going to leave me Axel out there. that green hill where you said that, that was bird amazing. was? That was amazing. That was like 400 yards away. He a dog to do that. <laughs> They're smart. It doesn't look that far away. And then I went over there and I looked back at everyone and I'm like, how did Axel get over here this fast? Yeah. And they're amazing. They're amazing. But you did find that goose. He got in a ditch and was swimming with a broken wing. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was hauling through a ditch. That's why I, I literally, I'm like, dude, if these guys are watching me, they probably think I'm out of my mind. I'm literally just running back and forth. He'd fly across the ditch, jump over, swim the other way. I'm like, come on, dude. Training camp, Rocky style. Yeah. Chasing, Rocky style. Tracing the chickens. Well, I, I ask a lot of questions. Do you guys have any questions for anything to do with the ammo or anything that we did? I mean, Hando's been with me a bunch. You've been on one hunt with me before, Cody. But do you guys have any questions for Brian or Jason or any anything going on here? I'm not I mean, trying to put you on the spot, and you don't have to have any. I'm just no. I, you it, it was pretty educational just hearing what what they. I had to say about it. I think it is too, and I think that the technical and engineering part of ammunition. If you think about what that's doing when that firing pin hits that primer, that's it's crazy to me. It still is. It really is nuts to me that that black cloud does what it does consistently. I have a question. Every single freaking day. What's we next? Have, we take it for granted sometimes that you know, it used to be really like you talked about the way people who came before us used to hunt. They had a lot of inconsistent loads, primers. They wouldn't go off paper wads. Just paper wads. I mean, a, a lot of performance issues. So yeah. we're lucky to have really good people at the factory building great products. And, you know, we get to just tweak and improve on those every day. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? What's next? Well, we're, we're looking at, black, I mean, we're always looking to improve products. So black cloud, we're, we're seeing, is there any kind of a stacked shot that might make sense in that product line? Maybe not, but we're always toying around with different shot types. We did a TSS version of Black Cloud for a while. 
that that worked really well. And then we're always playing around with different materials. You know, we introduced bismuth and a sister company of ours that's in our family, Heavy Shot, yeah. makes their own bismuth in Oregon, Sweet Home, Oregon. Not all that far. I've from actually here. used that. It's, it works. It's good stuff. Yeah, thank it's really you. Good it, stuff. It's um, we'll pass that along to the team. It, so we we've got all these different alloy options, and there are only so many on the density table that that'll get you there with lethality. So we always play with different versions of them sizes and you know see what we can do so look for and then we did we are launching the ultra steel again which is kind of a throwback that's to that's the what i grew up shooting premium Vintage. yeah so that's back you'll be seeing that pretty soon brian we're gonna ask you to take us out with one of your songs that you sing consistently in the blind well you know i don't sing so yes you do not sing come on brian Chad, what were you talking you? about in the blind today huh you were teaching us about something what was that Oh, joking. When you tell jokes on the stage, like there's stand-up comedy, there's com- comedic writing. Yeah. Comedy relief in a Shakespearean play was kind of like you had the storyline and then you had the plot and the rising action, the climax, the falling action, the resolution. And I try to build my hunt and my hunt story around all of that Shakespearean style play and throwing some comedy relief into it. Which adds a lot to the hunt because I get some giggles out of it and it takes your mind off of me not calling the shot nine times. So that's kind of how I feel. Get ready. As the ducks are, as the geese are falling, falling on people. Just use your different inflections when you're saying get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. And then you say go. So you say you say get ready as as birds are. Six feet in front of us. At least I say get, get ready and build get up. Ready. Rock, and Rocky get. just Rocky will just scare the living pants off of you. Go! And I'm like, what? <laughs> he did. He did do that once oh, today. The vision came from behind my head. They were going at least 147 miles an hour. And when he called that shot, I'm like, he's not calling. We're not looking at those ducks. Shoot There's no way this just happened. I'm just kidding, Rocky. If you listen to this, which if you do, you need to turn your hearing aids up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great he's great you guys together are hilarious that's like it's great entertainment in the blind oh i've known rocky for going on 10 years now it's funny story about me and rocky that when i had my portable toilet company well what that was my first company we had a portable toilet company we started in 2003 with 100 toilets i leased blinds from merlot waterfowl and worked with his foreman. His name was DC at the time. Never met Rocky one time, but would drive over the Sierra Mountain Pass between Reno, Nevada, Sacramento, California, cut through I-20 and come down through Marysville and this whole area to get here. And I would come down here almost every week, two days to three days a week to bring customers down to hunt our lease blinds and call ducks. Never met him. And then all of a sudden through the show in probably season we're in season 16 probably like season 10 8 probably like season 8 i was introduced to rocky in fairfield we hit it off and started working with california waterfowl and i'm like yeah i know i've leased blinds he's like i recognize your name and all this and boom it was kind of like a kind of a funny story but now we like we argue we're on it a lot they're like Just brothers like brothers yeah yeah it's hilarious. <laughs> i'm way better looking than him he's de- he's definitely your big brother he does pick on me a lot a lot you guys haven't even seen the worst of it i just have comebacks i just have comebacks he literally called me a high school 
What do you say that I'm a high school guy that can't letter and calling the shot? <laughs> I don't have a letterman's jacket and calling the shot. High school. I was pretty good comedic. I thought that sweatshirt and that hat for me, right? Chad, nice high school nope. shot call. <laughs> nice high school shot call. <laughs> well, this was fun. I've had fun the last two days. We have one day left. One day yeah, left. That's been great. Half a day. Half a day. Doesn't it go by fast? It does. It sure does. Hunt camp should be a week long. Could you take me for a week? Um, is there any respites between sessions? <laughs> I was there for a week with you last year in, o- in Oklahoma, and it was a little too long. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll answer his question for you. Yes. Gary Lavox, by the way, is one of the funniest guys that I've ever met in my life, the lead singer of Rascal Flats. He is a hoot. Yeah, he, he was definitely fun to be around. We're in the podcast, right? And it's me and Hendo on this side of the table. And on the other side of the table is Randy Couture and Gary Lavox. And so I'm sitting here, and Hendo's here. I don't know if you saw this or remember this, but I go, so you started fighting in MMA like 20 years ago, and your first fight was here, and Gary Lavox goes, yeah, and you know, when I first started getting into training, <laughs> he takes a question like I'm talking to him. It's freaking hell. Oh, and he goes, oh, you meant Randy. I'm sorry about that. Like the guy, his timing is impeccable, but. Anyway, um, we watched. I watched the new Chappelle stand up last night. It was good. I recommend watching that. Um, what else? <laughs> what else have I seen or heard lately? The new Brent Cobb album, Southern Star. Everybody, go check that out. My boy Brent Cobb, absolutely another genius album. He writ, wrote it and produced it. It is just awesome. Southern Star by Brent Cobb. Do you have anything? Michael Ray has a new song out and a new EP. He's got bad. two or three coming out. Yeah, he's got awesome songs. He's coming got out. yeah, one that I really like. Everybody, check out Tim Montana and look at his new hotel bar restaurant in Montana, his home state now. Um, I don't know what Tim's real name is. Do you? Is it Montana, you think? I, I've always wondered that, but I, I know he's from Montana he's also. He's from Montana. I wonder yeah. if that's how he got the name. I need to find that out. Cody might have a fight coming up March, April. I'll be working with some of the fight makers to make sure that we yeah. get it signed. Chad's my manager now. <laughs> I'm going to take over as the manager. <laughs> Chase and I apologize, but it's just a natural fit. He's your nutrition. I get 50% your nutrition of all your sponsorships. Also. What? Yeah. That's Bro. what we agreed on in the well, blind earlier. These guys watched you shoot the last two days. You're not getting any of this sponsorship. <laughs> he hit lots of birds. He did. He's been, he could have punched some today. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, that's what true. about a Black Cloud H-bomb load with Hendo's face on there? Oh. oh, and both of his, you could have like replicas of his ears sticking out each side. And that's how you grab the box. <laughs> I'm just thinking outside the box here. That is outside. Differentiator at the shelf, wouldn't it? Yeah, like that would be a sick box. His face is on the front, and his ears are actually 3D, and it says the H bomb on there. And you get a side of ranch dressing, and they actually pull off his cauliflower (laughs) cheese. All right, I'm getting delirious. I'm tired. I'm actually not tired. I'm fired up for dinner. We should start doing what we were doing in the blind earlier and just start naming the sponsors. Yeah, we we killed a little bit of time just listing all your sponsors. Who are you listing? Everyone. All of them. Lear truck beds. Provider. Lear toppers. They don't make Lear toppers, yeah. Bed slide. Provider. Bed slide. Jack Daniels. Jack Lynx. Mickey Thompson. Benelli. Federal Black Cloud. Jargon Game Calls. Rob Roberts. Custom Gunworks. Lou pulled. Oh, they they dropped you right. 
<laughs> no, he's a good, good one. I love, I love that company. I love Bruce. I know Bruce. I love him. He's one right. of those dudes. But Vortex is our optic sponsor. Thank you, Dan Henderson, for making sure that we got them in there. I'm not even going to take that out, which I have the power to do, but I'm not going to because it's good comic relief. See, that's Shakespearean right there. Sure, Traeger Grills. Real tree brand camo. Uh, hi, Viz. Sights. Thank you, Mr. Phil. Banded. Banded brands. Avery Outdoors. I can't say it. What? <laughs> I can't. Greenhead Gear Decoy. Whew, we're getting down there. Napa uh, Valley Olive Oil. Oh. Part of Chelly family from right here. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. You got a Ford company. What, uh, local Corning dealership. Ford right here. There you go. Paul Sufton will be at dinner tonight, I think. Francis Hopping. I'm trying to get him to go. Thank you, Corning Ford. Rigid Inspired Industries Lights, LED lights, the mm-hmm. best in the business. Fruit of the loom. Oakley sunglasses, the best sunglasses of all time. Preparation H. No. <laughs> but Cody is a hemorrhoid to me. <laughs> is, that, is that toothpaste? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's toothpaste. Yeah, Oakley yeah, sunglasses, that? the best sunglasses in the game. Dog training collars. Yukonuba, premium performance dog food. Mossy Pond, Kennels, Georgia. Wild Acre Kennels, Minnesota. Tourism Wisconsin, Travel Wisconsin, our new partner. We're fired up to be with them. So excited. Midwest. Yep. It's a big time deal. Saskatchewan Tourism for the province of Saskatchewan. Thank you to Daryl, Demoskoff, and everybody up in Saskatchewan. Absolutely love going north of the border to chase ducks and geese. You've been to Buck Paradise with me. Yeah, I know that was was great. Some of the best. Are we missing anybody? Death Row Records. Oh, God, I could freestyle like a mofo. And I go fast, not real slow. Whose pockets don't you pick? Huh? (laughs) You heard me. Whose pockets pockets don't you pick? We did say Jack Daniels. did say Traeger. I love Traeger Grills. Traeger. Jargon Game Calls. We started that company. It's doing very well. I hope... Are we missing anybody? Because now we we can't leave out anybody. I'd feel weird. Jersey Mike's. (laughs) Dude, that's Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Person over there. (laughs) Sub above. That's why why he's calling me Danny DeVito. It's not happening again, Chad. Are we missing anything? Bad Boy Mowers, Arkansas. Thank you very much, Bad Boy Mowers. Some of the best. I mean, uh, you talk about zero-turn mowers and their new tractors. We rock them. Gator Coolers. Gator Coolers, Brian McGeehee. Thank you very much, Dan Henderson, Louisiana. Gator Tail Motors and Boats, Kyle Broussard and crew. They make all of our boats and our surface drive motors, the 40. It is a bad mofo. Trust me. Vortex. I want to say them again because of what Dan did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Who the Live Vortex is brought on. to you by Federal Premium Black Cloud and Vortex. God, that was a low blow. Hendo's wearing a monster shirt right now. Ooh, and I don't, are they interested? I don't like monster. No, Red Bull won't touch us because of the guns, and I don't like that. I mean, monster. stream. We live right, Red Bull. Jimmy Johnson. Kershaw Knives, my man Dominic, the oh. state of Oregon, built in America. Kershaw Knives, built in America. They are bad to the bone blades. I love them. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, Kershaw. Chad Belling's Duck Butter. We're going to leave that one right there. <laughs> but that would be Sky's a name. I was going to start a cologne Sky's line. I was going to start a cologne line. American Almond Beef, our beef company. Thank you that very is much. Good beef. Almond Cowboy or Almond? Almond. Almond. Cowboy Choice Amen. Horse Feeds. You guys made this a joke. And now Merlot, Merlot, Merlot Waterfowl. Merlot Waterfowl is always there with us. California Waterfowl Association. Hendo's Barrel House. Oh, a huge partner of ours. Safari Club International. <laughs> Laird Hammerlin, Chris LaCovicha, my boy Ben Cassidy. We're going to be at the annual convention. Nashville, Tennessee. 
January 30th through February 4th, Music City, USA. Get booked now. Get your Jason Aldean tickets. Is that the name of your place? On Thursday night, we're going to have a blast. Come Lots to the federal booth. going on. Come to the federal booth. Come see us at Benelli. The federal booth will have a booth for Banded there at the convention center in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, January 30th through February 4th, the Safari Club International Convention. I can't wait for that. Did we miss any partners, Tom? I wasn't listening. Jeez, he doesn't even listen. He's over it. <laughs> Thank you to all of our partners and sponsors. Sorry about that, but they were playing a game today and that calling me like the Ricky Bobby. It really hurt my feeling because my truck has a new uh, new laminate over the windshield of Big Red. I can't see through my windshield. <laughs> if you don't chew Big Red, then <laughs> that was actually a funny part of Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. Au revoir, Ricky Bobby. Au revoir. <laughs> dude, that guy that plays Borat in the front, in the driver in Borat. What's his name? Yeah, Eat dude. my... What's his name? Sasha or something. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron And he's married Thank to you. the redhead from Wedding Crashers. Because I'll find you. <laughs> this is the crazy one with Vince Vaughn. That's is it really? Did yeah. you know that? It's a power couple. That's, That's a power couple. a top three comedy. Wedding oh, Crashers. Wedding Crashers, number one of all time. It's funniest it's, from A to Z. Yeah. It is so funny. Don't do it. Look at me. Do I look happy? (laughs) The big guy's going to choose not to eat with you right now. Bring it in here for the real thing, father. And he kisses the priest. There's not one scene in that movie that's not funny. Thank you all for being here. We're headed to Lassen Steakhouse. Thank you for hosting us tonight. Lassen Steakhouse. The first Thursday of every month is their bone-in ribeye. We're going tonight medium rare, 131, 132 degrees. We're going to see if it compares to the spec last night. We did talk yesterday on part one of this podcast that we spent a lot of time talking about fighting and wrestling because of your guys' common denominator. Jason was a college wrestler. Brian was a college wrestler and a college referee. Hendo wrestled in the Olympics, two-time Greco-Rome. And Cody wrestled in college. Um, that's pretty awesome. That's really awesome. But we did talk about like we were going to come back and report back the specs. Cody already said that it was awesome and that it lived up to the hype. Henderson, you last night said that's phenomenal. I remember you saying that. Did you really mean it? Absolutely. No, it was. It was both days were phenomenal for sure. I I, I, I am spoiled coming coming no, no, home no, with you. About the food we ate. Oh, the steak. The steak the, the, was the, phenomenal. The, yeah. The spec, the spec last. No, time. it was. Uh, it was pretty damn good. Brian, outstanding, outstanding. Nash with the skin on, the fat on. Delicious. Hold, it locks in the flavor. It was good. Huh? I, I'm reverse sear all the way now. Reverse seared. Remember, we had a little bit of that Napa Valley olive oil, and we used the provider. Drop time rub that's available right now, coincidentally, at theproviderlife.com. Provider we forgot provider. No, I said the provider. <laughs> One of us did. No, you didn't. We don't forget the provider. Get our ultimate pack of 10 rubs and check out our new beef rub, the brand, or our new chicken rub, the mother clucking chicken rub, or our brand new chicken wing sauce, the right wing sauce, the perfect sauce for your party. The right wing sauce is absolutely the best wing sauce you will ever try. This episode, again, was brought to you by Federal Premium Black Cloud, the absolute best waterfowl ammunition and loads on the market. Ducks, geese, I don't care, puddle ducks, big puddle ducks like mallards, sprig, gadwalls, all the way down to the little ducks like the teal or the wood duck to diver ducks, the Canada geese, snow geese, speckle belly geese. It is absolutely deadly. Get the load that fits your shooting system, your choke tube, your shotgun, your sight. Put it all together and make sure that ethically you bring down those birds dead in the decoys. Let the dog bring them back and then do what we did with them last night. 
on the Traeger grill, cause I'm be real, you know the deal, right now I'm getting the feel, got the head for the light glass and steakhouse, I ain't Mickey Mouse, I'm more like Donald Duck, cause I don't give a fuck, I like to mess around with my boy Jason Nash, I like to bash, I like to show mash with the army and the medical, but don't mess with me, cause you're gonna need medical attention, he's got no retention, uh, he drops yeah. the mic, uh, drop the mic, Kendo, take it away, the episode is now over. The Duck Camp Bromance is alive and heating up. I want to be the absolute best waterfaller I can be. I love duck and goose hunting. That's the voice of Cody Stamen. He's a UFC fighter. He's got huge biceps and nice calves. It's a funny thing to say to a man. <laughs> Just saying, I'm not afraid to call it. This waterfowl and fight game highlight is brought to you in part by California Waterfowl Association, Benelli, Greenhead Gear Decoys, and Vortex Optics. Chad Belding and his all-star fowl life crew will return in a moment. Get your game face on cuts like a knife i think that was brian adams stay sharp sharp dressed man that was billy gibbons and zz top kershaw knives they're all about staying sharp staying safe getting that meat off the bone getting those breasts off that breastplate of those canada geese those specks with skin on pluck a few feathers off and then cut it out let the knife guide you a little bit of pressure with your offhand just slicing through it a sharp knife is everything there's so much more danger that comes with using a dull knife and not staying sharp kershaw supports the american hunter the american fisher the conservationist the gatherer the provider our recipes every single one of our kitchen knives hunting knives fishing fillet knives are all kershaw we truly believe in the culture of Kershaw Knives and their messaging and they support brands like the Foul Life Podcast and the Foul Life TV. See them in action right now on brand new episodes of Benelli's The Foul Life airing right now exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. We try to show the knives in action every week on different episodes when we're taking that meat, that bounty of those ducks and geese from the field to the processing, to the Traeger, to the table eating that bounty, high-fiving maybe a little bit of Jack Daniels or red wine or a Bush Light beer. It doesn't matter. Stay safe out there. Enjoy Enjoyed in moderation, but don't be afraid to celebrate the hunt. And also, always having a Kershaw knife in your blind bag and being ready for anything that might come, whether you got to cut some grass or cut some parachute cord or cut some salami in the blind. They make saws, they make fillets, they make folding knives, straight blade knives, pocket knives. Every single blade that comes out of the Kershaw factory is guaranteed to be the sharpest. It's an unbelievable experience. Thank you, Kershaw. Thank you, Dominic. They're our family of knives right at Kershaw, the official knife and blade of the Fowl life podcast and the foul life tv thank you all for supporting kershaw knives we cook a lot and we like our wild game to be legit our recipes mean a lot to us out of the box unorthodox thinking that provider mentality we eat what we harvest we eat what we catch i love the organic lifestyle and nutrition and diet we eat wild game seven days a week in one meal, sometimes two and three meals. My daughter, Alyssa, loves eating wild game. My nephew, Chase, all of our family has grown up and still lives on the value of sustainability. And Napa Valley olive oil is there for us. The Particelli family are hunters. They're fishermen, they're outdoorsmen, they're gatherers, they're providers. They are old Italian heritage that loves the outdoors. And this product, Napa Valley olive oil, located in the wine country of Napa, it's an amazing place. The store is amazing. The salamis, the cheese, 
cheeses, the fresh Italian meats, the sodas, the pastas, all of the different anchovies, everything that you need to do to be a complete outdoor chef. And even if you're cooking domestically, Napa Valley olive oil is bottled old school style. The brand is amazing. The flavor is amazing. The culture of Napa Valley olive oil, the friendship we have with Ray Ray and Dante and Jules and Stefano and the entire family, the entire Particelli clan means the world to us. Get online, NapaValleyOliveOil.com, and order the different flavored oils, the garlic, the lemon, you name it. They have it. It's Napa Valley Olive Oil. We're proud to have them in all of our recipes at The Foul Life, The Foul Life TV on the Outdoor Channel, and The Provider Life. Look for more recipes at TheProviderLife.com. Get yourself a provider cookbook. Napa Valley Olive Oil is all over it. Thank you to the Particelli family, and thank you all for supporting the brands that support us. Safari Club International, first for hunters. That's not just a slogan. They're on Capitol Hill, lobbyists, lawyers, attorneys, fighting for hunters' rights across this world. I talk to the president and CEO, Laird Hamberlin, all the time, and it blows my mind to understand his traveling schedule as he represents Safari Club International in so many different facets. Meetings, organizations, banquets, you name it. Every single thing that this man is doing with his crew and team, Ben Cassidy, Chris LaCovicia, it is amazing to see the work being done behind the scenes by Safari Club International. And if you don't think that hunting rights need to be fought for, then you haven't watched the news, you haven't been well read, you haven't been paying attention. Get your head out of the sand and pay attention to what's going on in our country, let alone the world right now. And Safari Club International is fighting for our rights every single day. So become a member, join them, attend a banquet, attend the National Convention. Late January 2024, Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. The Safari Club International Convention will be back. It was bigger than better last year and it's going to be bigger and better again this year. I'm telling you, we cannot take our hunting rights for granted. We need Safari Club International fighting for our rights behind the scenes every single day. So when you're watching that sunrise or your dog swim back with a mouthful of mallard feathers watching those big honkers descend or that whitetail get underneath your tree stand squirrel hunters i don't care what you hunt i don't care what species and i don't care where i don't care what tactic safari club international is fighting for our rights get involved become a life member if you can a yearly member for sure and again we are proud members life members of safari club international we truly believe in their message and their fight and we are going to fight right alongside with them thank you sci first for hunters that's a wrap for the foul life's california doubleheader with chad belding dan hendo henderson cody stamen jason nash and brian kelvington what a fun time to be alive fun is everything don't ever lose the fun in this find archived and new broadcasts of benelli the foul life podcast with chad belding on soundcloud iheart spotify and the or on your favorite podcast streaming platform hunt hard stay safe respect the animals and share the hunt lifestyle.